This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here, joined remotely by Polly Cupcakes and our good friend, our really good friend, Nick Horwat from the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Polly, how you doing, man? I'm real good, real good. You know, this is a perfect time to record if uh, if I had to pick one, especially with our with our illustrious guest, Nick Horwat. Nick, buddy, how are you? Oh, luckily, as I mentioned to you guys before the show, and as I have said on my podcast a couple times, I do not have cable right now, and ESPN Plus blacks out local games, so right. I did not have to witness with my own eyes <laughs> that curb stomping, but I did listen to the first two periods. I think I gave up finally after a while and just had my girlfriend show me the new Taylor Swift stuff, because... <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, I finally gave in and said, you know what, that 10 minute... That ten minute song. Let's let's hear it. I got nothing else going on. That is well, quite a video, though. I have not seen the video yet, though. I do, do oh. still need to do that. And just to be safe, I did. I said I was going to wear a helmet. I realized headphones are a thing, but I did bring my helmet just in case <laughs> the abuse gets a little extreme. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not pulling any punches right now. Um, Caps fans, of course, we'll be talking about this absolute throttling that the Caps just laid on the Penguins. 6-1 victory at home, rocking the red, love to see it. Um, and, you know, we're just going to have Nick be the focus of our abuse. I've broken into the good stuff. I'm drinking Bullet, some some chasing it with some Natty Light. So, you know, can't class it up too much, boys. But um, <laughs> I think that being said, we should probably just uh, pop some tabs and get into it. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to get it off my chest. The Penguins are a fucking joke this year, dude. All right. Sidney Crosby, what a fucking bitch. Pulling all the bitch moves there at the end. <laughs> Look at Warwad. He's like drinking his Gatorade bottle. He's like, oh, yeah, here it comes. <laughs> uh, I had a hockey game earlier today myself, so that's why the helmet is right here and I have my Gatorade bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you're playing like deck hockey or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. You're goalie? I yeah, well, uh, not normally, but I had to be today. I was ba- I'm back up. I'm, a, uh, I'm the Casey the Smith, and I made more saves than Casey the Smith today <laughs> than the Smith did yesterday. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So you know, just the tirade here is that the Penguins look terrible tonight. The Capitals absolutely stomped them. It really there was really no. I mean, it was stranglehold from the beginning, um, and you know, it, it had everything that. We've come to expect from the Penguins when they're down. Crosby losing his temper, making dangerous plays, throwing dudes headfirst into the wall. Uh, a rookie at that. And, you know, I just love to see it. Had Tom Wilson goals. Had uh, had Evgeny Kuznetsov. The only one who did not net a goal was Ovechkin. But instead he made a couple really incredible playmaking plays uh, for, what do you have, probably two assists at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had two assists, and uh, he's really taking advantage of the fact that people are expecting him to shoot. And, I mean, he's been doing this for a couple years anyway, but it just seems like he's kicking it up. He's like, fine, you're going to take it away. I'll just zip this right by you and show how versatile I really am. And tonight was a really good example. Absolutely. So, you know, I guess I'll just kick it over to you, Horwat. What what do you have to say for yourself here? Uh, Well... To the Ovechkin thing, I I overheard it on the broadcast that he's also not sitting at his normal spot as often anymore on the power play. He's been getting a little deeper, a little closer to the nets. So he's they're changing it up a little bit. They're getting out of the, the Capitals are getting out of the old funk of oh he's going to sit on the dot for two minutes and they're just going to try and feed it to him to having him spread down the ice a little bit, which is interesting. And like you mentioned, getting those passes off. I think hearing. The call for that, um, I think it was his first assist. Yeah. Whenever he faked the shot. And, yeah, he's fooling everyone with this kind of stuff. And it's stuff that the greatest players are able to do, and that is make people look foolish and get people off their game because they're expecting one thing, and then all of a sudden something else is happening. Right. Um, You know, I think that... Uh, the Caps power play still has a lot of questions left unanswered. They need they need help for sure. Uh, but 
I think the know. Capitals power play has issues. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean, yours man. too. But at least you guys are killing. I mean, we're killing it at a good rate, but, um, you know, yeah. with the amount of weapons that we have, uh, we'd like to see a little bit more power play action. Uh, you know, we'll go through spa- spats of, like, really, really nice power play percentage. Uh, you know, top five in the league, like, in a certain sample size, a few games, and then it's just silent. Um, with multiple chances over a few ga- or several games, which is, I guess the uh, the bane of of the double edged sword there of relying too much on offense, right? Um, but you know, I I guess the the real question here though is, and why we have you on is like, why are the Penguins such an absolute dumpster fire, shit show, terrible team this year? I mean, at the first, I had excuses. I was able to give you. <laughs> Hey, we're all injured. Hey, there's COVID going around the team now. Hey, we don't have a head coach because he has COVID now. Um, and then all of a sudden, to be fair, this is the first game with everyone with the exception of Malkin back. Right. Um, then maybe it'll take a game or two to get the legs under him. But I mean, still, finally, this is what we've been waiting for. The fully healthy roster this is what we've been waiting on for the last <laughs> month. <laughs> now it's here and... It looks like a dog pile. It's brutal. And like I said, like I couldn't see anything but just seeing score updates from right. the last 48 hours. Not even just this past Capitals game, but we got shelled by the uh, Senators last night in in Ottawa. It's sure we put up a bit of a fight at the end there, but at the same time, you were down 5 nothing to start. So, yeah, getting these goal notifications of just – Senators go up five, Caps go up two, and then hey, we ha- we get one back, and maybe things could happen because it's the full lineup again. We held them off for a little bit, and then six. <laughs> it's it's no fun right now. But again, like I said, maybe it just takes a game to get the legs under you from everyone missing time, coming off of the COVID list, coming out of injuries, and then just trying to figure it out, trying to gel again. Yeah. Um, second half of a back-to-back, but still, I think I think something's got to get going. It's got to get going soon because the Metro is not an easy division this year. Right. Not one bit. Yeah, and I mean, we were talking uh, early in the season, earlier in the season, and, you know, we all had concerns about New York and Carolina. And, you know, lo and behold, there they are. Carolina now, after tonight um, – Sitting pretty, 22 points. The Caps also have 22 points, tied for the division lead. Uh, New York, third at 19 points. And then in the wild card there, Tampa Bay and Boston. But Pittsburgh's all the way down, seventh in the conference. Uh, or seven, yeah, at the, at the seventh pole spot of non-playoff yeah. teams. And they're at, a, they're at a perfect 500 winning percentage. But a negative seven goal differential, you look up and you see New York with a negative two goal differential. All right, a couple good games for them could could turn them back positive. And I feel like when you're looking at teams trending up and down the standings, if you look at their goal differential, it kind of tells you where they're headed. Um, you know, of course, an 18 and 20 plus goal differential can evaporate over the course of a week. But, uh, you know, I mean... And and hey, you know, again, that's not compl- that's not a that's not a flawless thing, right? And I think Polly, Polly, what do you look for uh, in in indicators as to teams' performance, other than hatred, like me? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I think the power play is a big thing because you know that's you know that that's your your opportunity to break the stalemate that is five-on-five NHL hockey and the fact that the Penguins have the the differential and the power play woes definitely are not mutually exclusive because I mean a solid chunk of every team's goals should be coming from the power play so definitely special teams um and then I would say save percentage because if you're if you're losing games but you've got a high save percentage from the net then it just shows you you're being dominated. Yeah. Because the the team is letting the shots come through, and the only reason you're losing games is because you're not supporting your goaltender who's working his ass off. Yeah. Absolutely. And and there was a couple games in there where uh, our stretch of overtime games, where Tristan Jarrett was standing on his head, he was getting 60 to 65 good minutes out there, but 
Swiss cheese in, in the shootout, so be it. But again, you gotta have your guys in front of you scoring and also stopping pucks and playing defense. It's half the game here. Yeah. Um, but when you can't do any of it and when it all just breaks down, I think it leads into the special teams thing again, too. Our power play looks horrendous right now. I think it's near dead last in the league. Yeah. I um, think they said that. I think the they showed the graphic. Yeah. It was like 9%. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're I got the top penalty bad. kill, but I mean, <laughs> what good is that? Yeah. You um, can't score on the penalty kill. You could, but it's. Well, the not Caps ideal. did. The Caps yeah. did tonight. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's possible. <laughs> possible, but it's not the common theme here. Right. And so speak on that. I mean, let's talk about the Penguins goaltending. Um, Jari probably saved everything that he should have, minus the uh, the Feviari goal, which was short side. Uh, Jari was definitely cheating, and I don't think he respected uh, Feviari's uh, shot, which the kid's got a ripper. Um, Apparently, first time I've ever a, heard his name. Yeah, he's a rookie. I mean, he's he's really stepped in. He's t- he's playing top minutes with John Carlson, which is fucking crazy. Um, we always thought he was going to be somebody that was decent, an NHLer, but never to this caliber. Uh, you know, he's toiled away in the A for a few years now. So, right. I mean, so tell us, tell us, like, what, what's your thoughts on the goaltending uh, picture in, in Pittsburgh? It's fine, really. I mean, we came out of the playoffs last season. All of off, all of the entire offseason, it was, hey, we need to trade for a veteran goalie or a new goalie or whatever it may be. Right. Literally two days after we lost in the playoffs, Hextall and Burke came out and said, we're not trading Jari. We're not changing anything with our goalie situation. The entire summer was then. Oh no, they're still trading someone. They start. People start reading between the lines of. We see that they said this this way. They didn't mention his their name specifically. They're making a trade. They didn't mention their names. Okay, sure, whatever you, big J journalists say. <laughs> I sit here with a journalism degree, but <laughs> still, it was just all this reading between the lines. All of this. Hey, we're going to make a trade for a goalie. We're going to get the veteran goalie. Then the flurry thing happened, and we thought. This is the prime opportunity. And even I was like, I mean, kick the tires, right? Why not? They right. held pads and said, we're not even going to consider it. Then we're like, all right. So we go into the season. And hey, the first thing Hextall and Burke said is still true. They did not make a move for a goalie. They didn't even try. They signed one to the AHL who might be good in the future. But for now, he's in the AHL. And then Tristan Jari comes in and has a pretty good start to the season. He isn't the core of our issues at the moment sure he didn't put up a good game today and DeSmith put up a worse one yesterday maybe a little better but it's it's still not the core of our issues goalies will have bad games sure I think DeSmith is a bit of a bigger question mark than Jari at the moment but he's also the backup so we can push it off but Jari's been perfectly fine this year um he's definitely looked a lot better than the last playoffs that is for damn sure he looks like he's more confident. A new goalie coach can do that to you, and it's a matter of gaining the confidence, playing defense in front of him, and now scoring in front of him again with the full team. Right. So, so then, if do, what do you what are what is the problem with the Penguins? I mean, they look bad. I mean, it was almost like now it was not void of fun. It was incredibly fun to watch the Capitals just absolutely curb stomp you guys. I mean, it wasn't even close. There were literally right. no times where the Penguins were really applying pressure. Jake Gunsel gets a what is what I was incredibly lucky goal. I mean, this goal there were two guys around him. He finds it. I mean, he does what he does. He's good against the Caps, uh, but but the guy who was covering him fell down. He gets the loose puck and does a nice move, and and that's good. I mean. Vitek's always a little shaky with his rebounds, so I've become accustomed to it. But, I mean, I didn't think that the, the Penguins were really a threat the entire game. So what's the what's wrong? Uh, some of the biggest issues are prob- probably just um, inconsistencies within the lineup. Like I mentioned, everyone's been hurt. Everyone's been going in and off, on and off the COVID protocol list. Um, we had to go into the season with the idea that Jeff Carter is going to be our number one center. That's not ideal. And then he, you know, got put on the COVID list himself. So we're looking at who exactly as the number one center. 
It turned out to be Evan Rodriguez for a minute, who, by the way, is leading our team of points, and that's not ideal <laughs> whatsoever for, and, at any time of the season because the other part of it was one of the biggest factors was going into the year, Kasperi Kapanen was being looked at as the guy that's supposed to have his break, big breakout season. Like, this is it. He's It's prime time. He's found a good groove with Malkin. Um, Malkin and Karaz are going to be out, but he's one of the players that can score 30 and kind of help lead this team in the time of uh, Karaz and Malkin's absence. Gensel was the same way. You know, we know what he can do with Crosby, but he's also a good player on his own, and it's a matter of just those two carrying the load while our veterans are out. Those two couldn't do shit to start the season. So that's where the issues came from there, and that's why at one point in the one point early in, earlier in the season, our top three point scores were Evan Rodriguez, Dan Hine, and Drew O'Connor. Have you ever heard of any of those guys? Only Evan Rodriguez, but that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you Danton Heinen used to play in Boston, and he pissed us off. So, <laughs> Well, um, here's the thing. Let's look at that, though. I mean, you, you say all the, you know, work banged up, too. We don't have Oshie, Baxter, or Mantha. Our entire second line's right. gone. Um, <clears throat> maybe not as impactful as Malkin or Crosby, you know, coming right. off the shelf. Uh, but do you think that maybe, like, this is a pervasive problem, and you're seeing the fallout from years of not mismanagement, but you know, going for it when you did, and it's, now it's now the the chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, I kind of see what you're going at there. It's the fact that we have no one really to fall back on in this whole. Hey, maybe call up a young guy and see what they can do. Well, our young guys are just now reaching the AHL. Right. Our future. Um, it, while it is still very thin and not one of the tops in the league. It's there is something there, but they're just not ready. I think Drew O'Connor came out like a house of fire. He's a big name to watch in the future. He came out like a house of fire this year, but after five points in about five games, it's nothing, nothing since. And he's, you know, he got sent back to the AHL today, which is probably the smarter move. Get him some ice time and really gain that confidence. Cause he's going to be playing with the other guys that, are basically the future of the team and Sam Poole and Nathan Lagare and a few others. But like I said, that you can't bring them up yet. They're just not ready for this. Yeah. It's, and I mean, to it's, they're too young for it. And as for not having anyone to take the place. Yeah. It's, I don't want to say it's at fault of always going for it. When you have guys, you know, cr- starting to creep into their thirties and then get past their thirties in Malkin and Crosby that's just what you do. You got to right. send them players who will, you got to get them players who will help them win. And while it was successful for a time after those two seasons, then what it is, you still, you're still trying to do it. You're still in the win now mode and you're trying to bring in guys that you think will work. Alex Galchenyuk. Um, trying to think of who was last year. Did well, I mean, Darren Broussard for a minute a while ago, and you bring guys in, it just doesn't help because yeah, of whatever yeah. reason. And I mean, you look at this Campanen trade, and you guys gave a lot for him. Um, for a guy who's what he's scored, and you said, you know, the, the reason I'm going to call this out is because you said Campanen's a guy that looks like he can score 30. I absolutely agree with that, but he's yet to do it ever. Uh, not even come close, yeah. really. Uh, I think it's what I think his highest school goals uh, goals count has been 20, 25. It's something like that. And I think there's good reason why people say he can hit 30 this year because in Toronto, he just never had stability. It was always right. Mike Babcock toying with what he does on the ice or <laughs> right. um, him just not meshing with uh, Mr. Charisma, John Tavares. It was just, it wasn't the right fit for him. You can just tell because Kaepernick is a great player, and it was a good player there. He was just used incorrectly because they had him killing penalties up there, which he's not bad at. Uh, but we use him on the power play, and that's where he's a bit more destructive. Then last season, shortened season, um, came in late, uh, got hurt toward the end. It was just disrupted from beginning to end for him, so he couldn't really get it back. Time here, you saw what him and Malkin can do. There's, there's sure. something there. 
hope is still there. And I think that's what people were carrying into this year. He didn't continue all that, a full 82-game season with this team where he feels more comfortable, where he is in a correct role. 30 goals should be nothing. But, again, he has gotten nothing. He had that hat trick in, his, in the game he first scored in. He's gotten one since. So, so it's safe to say that, that you're still betting on Kasperi Kapanen. We're all betting on him to do good. I don't know about 30 anymore, but uh, <laughs> we're all still betting on him to have some productivity. Well, you know what is a good bet? DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> the NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NHL. As an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time or one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily's Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey and NRPA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, <clears throat> do it. Thank us later. Uh, Polly. what were you? We, we cut you off. I... <laughs> I knew you. You knew I was setting Horvat up for that. But uh, what were you? What were you about to add to this? Uh, this absolute pile on. Oh, uh, as uh, as a good third wheel does. I verified the stats. Captain in career high is an even twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that that was in Toronto, right? Yeah, that was his yeah, like. Yeah, that, that was uh, 2018-2019. What did he have last year? Four. No, I'm sorry. That's this season. He had 11, 11 goals, 19 assists. Okay. Which, you know, if you triple that or close to triple that, he has a couple good games. Yeah, that's 30 goals. But yeah. 30, 30 goals is still a shitload in the NHL, man. I mean, what? I don't think – I mean, Gunsel uh, routinely has 30, right? And he's looked at as, like, the finisher on the team. Something like that. I mean – I don't know numbers off top right now, but I think uh, he has kind of really grown into the player that is supposed to be the next goal scorer, as opposed kind of filling the Phil Kessel role, but to a to a more skilled degree. Uh, not that Kessel wasn't skilled, but I think Gensel just has a couple extra tools. Yeah, and I think he definitely has a better game all around. Yeah, yeah. overall total. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to like really pin what Gensel's supposed to be. But he hovers around he got twenty two, had the forty injured for another tw- for another twenty goal season and twenty three last year. So I mean he was on the Schneid for a long time too this season. He got one in I think the first game or the second, but then couldn't find the back of the net again. Uh but is up to three now four now, I guess, because he scored today. Right. So um, uh he looks to be back on on good terms on the ice at least, but it's just a matter of keeping consistency now. Right. And that was for both Kapanen and Gensel. Like, yeah, you you got your first one. Kapanen got his hat trick. Great. It's a matter of being consistent now because we're getting healthy, despite what COVID has to say about it. We're getting healthy, and like I said, everyone except for Malkin is back. It's about being consistent and scoring goals to win games. So I have one more question about, cause I'm, I'm obviously not keeping up with the penguins as much as, uh, I'm not even going to say as much as I'd like to because fuck them. But mm-hmm. the, you, you, this is the third time you've referenced COVID. So walk us through the injury bug that has hit Pittsburgh. So we know, we, I think that most people know that Crosby had off season wrist surgery from a yeah. nagging injury. That's probably years old. Um, yeah, and he's he's somewhat back from that, and that was supposed to be like three weeks. So he's only going to miss um, in the off season. It was speculated that he would miss maximum like five games, if that. something like that. 
It was but, something like that. I don't remember exactly. But, but so it was supposed what, to be like six weeks, yeah. From then, like, what the hell happened to your roster that you're so... Uh... Yeah, so, like, before the Crosby thing even happened, there was Malkin's knee surgery that was going to put him on the show for a while. I don't even remember when he's supposed to come back now. He's skating, at least, and that's progress. So that came first, then the Crosby thing, and then the season started. I don't believe anyone was injured yet, but first game... First or second game, Brian Rust goes down. There's another top goal scorer on this team. Um, and then that's kind of when uh, COVID just spread around because then all of a sudden, I'm going to get this out of order, but I'm just going to list off the names that missed time. Jeff Carter, Chris Tang. Chris Tang is a dangerous one because he already has a hole in his heart and he had right. symptoms, so we had to like really watch that one. Uh, Marcus Pedersen, Chad Ruedel, most of our defensive core right there. Right. Um, who else am I missing? Because Tristan Jari had a false positive, so he didn't miss any time, but we thought he had it for a minute. I mentioned Mike Sullivan, um, Brian Dumoulin. Obviously, Crosby came back for a game next day, COVID protocol list. So, And it's not like these are depth players I'm naming here. It's not like it is Brian Boyle or... Drew O'Connor or Dan Hine and Brock McGinn. No, these are like the top six of the forward core and then the top two and four on the defensive core. I mean, it's the, it's not the same story as last year because last year was just injuries and a bunch right. of bullshit, whereas this year it is a lot of – it's weird that COVID's a thing again here out of nowhere because we've been – we were okay. Zach Estenreese had it, missed that name. I'm just forgetting names too. Yeah, this is how <clears throat> how many people have gotten it? I'm just trying to. Well, so so do you attribute through. do you attribute the 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 COVID outbreak in Pittsburgh to it being just a dirty water trash, um, you know, cesspool of a town, or is it more just you know bad bad timing uh, and the boys being too too close together? <laughs> it's it's such a hard it's such a hard thing to even like joke about because no, an awful thing. Right. I get no, it. It's, <laughs> but, but I get what so you're going for. It's just like what 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 happened though? Like w- because most of these teams still have like a lot of like okay, you, you know, go home, don't go out, don't go to the bars, stay out of the yeah. bars, like, you know, was there some sort of like break in their protocol or was this just like truly bad luck and then one person got it and then it was just like boom 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 everybody got it. I would assume it's truly bad luck because we're not the only team that has this. I mean, the the Senators themselves, we just played them, I think, have eight players down to right now. Yeah. So, it's the I think it's just the fact that even if you are va- vaccinated, which the entire Penguins team is, mm-hmm. um, you can still carry it. You can still spread it. It's a bunch of science stuff. Can't still carry, you can't still spread it, and so if you're carrying it, it can still show up on a test. Right. And it's not so much a matter of, you know, keeping you and the boys safe because you're all vaccinated and we know that works. Yeah. It's a matter of not spreading it to someone who might not be in, you know, an official player on the other team who then goes home, who then goes to their wife, who has a job doing something with other people. It's the it's a matter of keeping the spread down out off the ice, and I think that's where the unluckiness can come in, and that's why they're all getting shelved for ten days, and that's why Pedersen and uh, Rui don't have to go back on the COVID list after a game because can't go into Canada. So, right. and they were saying it's all that... weird, and I've been arguing for the taxi squad to come back. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, they were saying that. Um... Sullivan and Crosby may not be allowed to take the trip to Canada in a, in a couple of days because it wouldn't be the fourteen day, be fourteen days, um, uh, like withholding period in which you have yeah. to quarantine. Now, um, luckily though, and you know I will say this in all seriousness, luckily most of these players were asymptomatic. Right, they were just being like out of an abundance of caution. Like you could still you have it, you could spread it. That's why you're in quarantine, not you're like in a hospital bed. Um, is that correct? I think- I may have been like 50-50, I think, because I know Crosby, Latang, Sullivan definitely were symptomatic. And like I said, Latang okay. is the one we kind of had to keep an eye on. Right. Um, and I'm just trying to remember everyone else if they were. Or not. I think Dumoulin was too, actually. So as for asymptomatic or symptomatic, I think most of them had symptoms, which is scary. Um, but 
I mean, thankfully everyone should be okay now and just have to keep an eye out for everything. And also, as I'm speaking, Jake Gensel had it to start the season. Game no one shit. he missed. That's, and, and I forgot about that. He scored in game two to start the season. But they were um, – they no nobody was like hospitalized or on ICU from no. this, right? Okay. Everyone's been uh, okay regardless, yeah. Good, good. All right. Uh, I've, we've been talking a lot, and I've been just like taking my punches. Uh, so I'm just going to tag Polly in here uh, and see what he, he has to say about it. He's a lot nicer, so. <laughs> <laughs> what, just about everything in general? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got a kinder soul, you know how it is. <laughs> well, Great. I mean, I, I, will, I was thinking earlier. So, do you think um, it's too early to panic, or based on what you said earlier with uh, how good the metro is, do you think uh, like the, the Pens need to get together real quick before they get too far behind? I think the panic is not setting in yet. It's inching closer for sure because the Metro is so stacked. We, I mean, we're at the, the Penguins are at the bottom of it and we're a 500 team as of now, at least. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. The fact that every yeah. team is over 500 in the same division. Yeah. Um, aside from the Blackhawks, I think one thing we do have to look back on or look ahead to is that we still have a lot of bad teams to play. To That's true. Put it blunt, to put it bluntly, we have not played. The Coyotes yet. Our next game is against the Sabres, who what ha- we don't know what's going on there, but I'm going to safely and hopefully assume they're still kind of bad. Yeah, uh, they are. Well, they still, can show up, though. They can. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is still the NHL, and, you yeah. know, and, and the, here, this is the thing, like, you know, I was looking at the standings the other day, like, before uh, the last two games of the, uh, that the Penguins played, and I was like, uh, I was like, you know, it's it's great to see the Penguins outside looking in. They've probably only held a playoff spot for about a day this entire season. Um, but the day after we kicked the shit out of Toronto, right? Exactly. And then, other than that, though, I mean, I, all what I said is like, oh, I've seen this before. They've they've gone on to win cups after this uh, this shitty start. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, then the the optimist in me is like well you know maybe this is it for them maybe they just aren't going to make the playoffs and that's just going to be their year and the the decline into nothingness for the next you know four or five decades but (laughs) but you know maybe i'm being optimistic there or pessimistic in your eyes but i mean come on man like if you're if you're if you're hextall right now brand new gm right i mean basically this First year as a GM, you have carte blanche, I feel like. Most hockey GMs have carte blanche. If they wanted to come in, fire Sullivan, fire the entire coaching staff, trade two or three, you know, get finally get rid of Latang, move Malkin, do all the things that the mouth breathers want, um, get Chari out of there. Like, this is something that he has, I think, you know, he could come in and really make waves. I don't think that he wants to, and I don't think it's right. exactly wise. But do you think that management is is – really looking at what's available and what moves they can make right now? Or are they just kind of like, you know, steady as she goes? I think because this was the first game back with um, everyone but Gino, I think they're going to take it one game at a time for a little bit. If we fall apart like this against Buffalo, maybe that conversation really starts to get had. But for now, because it was just one game, yeah, Ottawa happened. But missing... Missing your head coach means a lot to start. Also, still no Crosby. Hey, Patterson and Ruido had to play a game and then go back because of 14 days in Canada. A lot of moving pieces in and out of the lineup. It's a lot of adversity, as they like to say. So I think once the adversity dies down a bit, um, which should happen this week, I think that's whenever that conversation begins to happen over um, what kind of moves could be made and – Thankfully, it is still early on in a in a long season, in 82 games. As you mentioned, looking at those standings, I look at it too, and I figure well, there's a lot of teams that currently are, are not in the playoffs that might find themselves there. I look at Boston right now, who's probably going to slide up somewhere. Right now, Detroit has a spot. I mean, yeah, they're doing great, but does it hold? You go to the West, and it's much of the same. It's what is Anaheim doing up top? What is Nashville doing up top? Right. It's just early. It's those weird early season standings where everyone's kind of at the same pace, 
It's just a, it's just a matter of waiting for the stragglers to fall out. I, and I just kind of want you to. I mean, obviously, deep inside, I want you to be like, it's over. <laughs> I just want you to concede Come. defeat. Uh, I know that that you know nobody's going to do that. Um, but you know, I'm I'm looking at the standings right now, and I mean, yeah, like Nashville's up there. Anaheim's like sniffing a playoff spot. But you know, I mean, from the top, the penguins. It's, a, it's the penguins are sitting at 14 points, and Carolina and Washington have. 22 you know that's an eight point swing they're gonna have to they are going to have to absolutely beat a couple division rivals right i mean this is through throughout the season um when they get healthy you know and look caps fans we've seen it a hundred times the penguins come out the gate dog shit and then something clicks and then they're unstoppable for 10 games they surge going into the playoffs typically right so like while the caps kind of start out really hot uh, and start to, you know, falter, limp into the playoffs, which is kind of our MO. It's the exact opposite for the Penguins. They, you know, play the regular season and then and then rock into the into the playoffs on, and like in full full head of steam, and then they, you know, do really well um, when they've won. But again, that's been several years now. I mean, what do you think the future of the team here holds? I mean, as far as is what we're gonna see, let's say. You know, fantasy time for me right now. Hockey troll fantasy time. Um, let's say that, you know, we come to like game. So we're at about 15 games played. Penguins have played uh, um, 14. Let's, let's say we get to game like 20 to 25 and you haven't moved up the standings. Like mm-hmm. it, how many games at this level, Horwat, is it time to panic? That's hard. I don't know. It's. I would say come to me in like January. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. so because well. Let's we... say it's January and you're still in yeah. the shitter. What happens? Are you moving? Are you for a big catastrophic schism in the locker? The room? realist in me is probably going to say, turn it in. See if we can turn it into a draft pick because we have a first round draft pick this year. I'm not saying let's tank to hell and get the number one. I'm saying let's just move up a couple spaces if need be. Good luck telling Sidney Crosby to, hey, take a couple games. <laughs> right. And the one MO for us, too, is almost always, hey, don't bet against Crosby and Malkin. Just right. Regardless of what is going on in the world or their team, they'll figure it out. Uh, and that's something else to always fall back on. And like I said, I say come to me back, come back to me in January because we've seen not just the Penguins, the, the Blues did it uh, when they won their cup. They were in dead last in the league in January or so. Yeah, but that's an anomaly, right? I mean, that's the Penguins haven't done that. Not many. I don't think any team's ever really done that except for St. Louis. I mean, Polly, what do you think? What at what game what game number are you the Penguins saying like either we have to do something hardcore like move a big piece to salvage this season or make the call that like okay, we're just not going to make the playoffs this year. I think once it crosses the new year I think if they're still in this position when January 1st rolls around, then it's kind of like, let's uh, let's tank for that lottery spot. Because <laughs> uh, even though the Penguins have a history, very frustratingly for us, of turning it around when it looks like they're not going to be good, I think that'd be a little too late. Uh, I think St. Louis, I don't know if that'll ever be replicated because it was just so extreme. Yeah. Right. So yeah, if they, if they haven't really moved up in the standings by the time the Winter Classic gets played, uh, I think they're kind of done for. And I'm not saying they have to be in a playoff spot, but definitely right. bump up a few spots. Yeah, like and showing yeah. like stringing together some wins, right? Yeah, looking good, just yeah, looking like a good team on the ice and having some confidence in the city because every time I open Twitter, I mean. Hell, oh, a lot God. of this might just be because the Steelers tied tied the winless Lions today just to make <laughs> a great Sunday in the Steel City. Um, just Twitter's miserable right now, and I for whatever for fairly good reason. I mean, we watched Mason Rudolph not do shit against a very bad team, and then we watched uh, the Penguins tr- fail to find their groove against a very good Capitals team. And it's it's not 
and it snowed today. So, you know, welcome to the first snow of the year as well. So it's- Fuck, is there snow outside? Paulie, is there snow outside right now? On the I ground? don't think we got it down here. Okay. Uh, where is it Where is it snow? You're at, Where are you at now? I'm in Pittsburgh, like in Robinson, like I said. Yeah, like, Robinson. Okay. Top skipping a jump away from the airport, but I mentioned I was playing hockey. I was playing hockey in the snow earlier. Rain, snow, like that winter mix, but uh, yeah. I think we were pretty close to it. Yeah, we, we got it. We had a nice solid drizzle all day, and and it was cold. I mean, you were you were seeing your breath and stuff. So yeah. Um. Oh, we got a comment. It did snow in the Ohio Valley, so um, which the Ohio Valley is our part of West Virginia. So I guess we did get some snow. I just didn't see it. Right. Yeah. I I was driving home and saw like uh the car lots out here. They all had like snow on the windshield. So. Yeah. Brutal. We got some snow up here at least. Yeah, I think we had some uh some some sleet yesterday morning cuz I I was out and it was still dark letting the dogs pee and it was like this rain feels like a slushy. So, yeah, yeah we're 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 getting real close. And that too, it's getting dark at like 5 o'clock. So, it, the morale in the in Pittsburgh is really low at the moment. Uh, yeah. We need something good to go for us. We need a good Thanksgiving week off. The seasonal depression of living in 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 Pittsburgh in the in in the what would you call that the Ohio Valley or the the App, uh, Northern Appalachia, Polly? What what is that? You're the geography major. Well, what is this region called? I mean, yeah, we're we're in Western the Ohio PA. Valley. Yeah, Western PA. Yeah, Western yeah, Western PA. PA. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man. Uh, yeah. I, I just that's this is the worst part about it. like I'd rather it just snow, not like. Rain, snow, slush, poop that makes just like mud go everywhere. It looks like a giant being took a dump on everything. Like, yeah, just, just snow. Fuck it. It's, it's, it's as I like to call it fight with your windshield season because it'll <laughs> never not fog. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And then if you're someone like me who never washes the inside, whenever you get, it, I just, I got, mad glares going on i'm, I'm gonna have to windex here soon. so you gotta take some windex into your car yeah <laughs> the armor all is not gonna cut it anymore <laughs> um okay so let's let's talk about a little bit of, of lighter news here uh nick i i know that you you were a golfer in high school in fact yeah. i believe you said you were the captain I never said I was the captain. We had like oh. five people on the team, but <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just say you were the captain uh, for yeah. f- for fun. Um, so to let it be you... written, so let it be done. Right? So <laughs> did you uh, did you ha- did you play a little bit more this this summer? Now that we're kind of reminiscing on and being in the cold front, tried to. I tried to. I definitely hit the driving range more than normal. I uh, bought okay. a new putter, so the the green game's looking a lot better too. What kind of putter? Uh, Cleveland putter it was, a, it was cheaper, but is also still very nice because I used to have just um, the ones with the heads that are thin. I finally got like a fat one, like a mallet. Just, yeah, yeah. Finally got a nice little mallet putter. So, and the the thick grip, whatever those things are called. Yes, finally so like, one with that. So okay, upgraded the putter game. Nice. You like and you like it? Love it. Yeah, I. It's the only thing I didn't take back to storage for the cold time. I left my putter here to put around the living room. There you go. There you go. Always, always grinding the short game. I love it. I Absolutely. love it, dude. Um, yeah, my my. So I bought. We're in a new studio. Bought a house, like, and, and redid it. Really fucked my golf game up, dude. Just was busy renovating this fucking house. Wasn't able to get out there. I was like, I'm gonna hit eighty this this year fuck it. Like I'm going to really just, all I'm going to do is golf and just like take a nice summer and, you know, hit the links yep. every day. Uh, did not happen. And I think my game, I haven't broken a hundred. I don't think on 18, I know I've shot like a 44 on nine, which is okay. But like hitting, like in the actual 18, never, I haven't, I haven't even broken a hundred this season, which is fucking embarrassing to be completely honest. So It takes yeah. a while. I think, Ever since high school, I've only gotten better. So it'll take you time to figure out the game. I mean, to be fair, I play golf fairly often, and I don't know my distances with each club. Right. I just kind of eye it up and hit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm able to have some decent scores. So That shit matters. That shit matters for sure. Yeah. Um, 
And then finally, I just want to give a, a really humble and, and, and great, you know, kind of a heartfelt shout out to Bernlansky, your, your co-host. Uh, it's Nick and Nick um, from the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, by the way, or Nick Horwat, Nick Berlansky. Um, yep. And you guys know like 30 Nicks. It's, it's actually kind of weird and um, uncomfortable for me. Yep. His, <laughs> I, I never, I grew up with like two others, I think, throughout all of elementary, middle, and high school. And then I got to college where I met Berlansky, his roommate, who we're both still very good friends with. His name is Nick Ballard. Um, I think we had another Nick somewhere on our floor at Point Park. And then me and my other group of friends knew of one more Nick. This was, this was all at college. There was like five of us. Uh, Oh, and then we had another friend, Nick Pop Rocky. If I, I don't know if I'll be able to find the photo in time, but there's a picture of us. It is me, Berlansky, Ballard. I'm going by last names because that's what we called each other. Right. Poppy, who was Pop Rocky. And one of Poppy's friends who was also named Nick he came over one time and we were just hanging out in Oakland one day and someone took a picture of us and it just looks like an album cover. It's <laughs> the, the five. We're, it's very weird. And it's an incredible photo. So um, yeah, we know what's on Twitter, but I have to yeah. find it and tag us all in. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with like two Pauls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know any like Pauls. You. Not a lot of hockey trolls rolling around, I'll be honest. But uh, no, <laughs> there's only one, baby. Let's go. Um, but back to back to Berlansky. Uh, yeah. He actually, and I don't think this is his first game in Capital One, but he was he was floated a couple free tickets. I don't know how he got these or acquired these. Probably some scumbag uh, clandestine means, uh, knowing knowing him or something. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, he, he gets to go to this game and witness this absolute beatdown. Have you talked to him since the end of the game, which was – it's about an hour ago now. Uh, I have not talked to him yet. I did see he tweeted, though. I have to find that. Because <laughs> uh, obviously he was there. We saw the saw his Snapchat that he was there. Oh, he tweeted that he was there, too, that it was first game back since COVID, so – and he just tweeted that. So that was with about 8,000 S's and a fun gif. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's exactly how it was, Bernanski. <laughs> and he, it looked like his seats were lower bowl. That's nice. I mean, somebody, whoever hooked him up, hooked him up. Top of lower bowl. Is that, is that what upper. I'm seeing? So that's upper. He's up by what looks like those, uh, you got second screens up there. So you can't see the banners. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I was just in Cap One for the first time in like ten years, and I was hitting up. I don't know if you told you, but I was I was uh, DMing him like, dude, we gotta like get together. Like, but his work schedule is like all weekend based because it's of, wild, yeah, yeah, because of football. And you know, I can't hate on a guy for like doing that. You know, work is work, right? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he was. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. That is upper bowl. That's that's almost the Eagles' nest, but still pretty good shot there. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, now there's like two. Um, there's like two separate kind of like banner cubes on each end yeah. of the of the uh, of the arena that was not there before. Um, and of course, we were in a suite, um, which was cool. But we just saw the Flyers come out and play a really boring game and beat us two one. So that was terrible. At least we can have a common enemy enemy there, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Listen to last Monday's episode for Hockey Troll's full experience at the game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's graphic. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna like uh, explain it on this one. I've subjected our listeners to enough of my ridiculous story as to how that evening took place. So uh, it's worth know. it, Horwat. <laughs> it's worth. I'll have to go back for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Um, Polly, you have anything else for for poor Nick here? <laughs> uh, you know, at least you can know that the the organization's doing all right because the Nailers been stringing together some wins. So hey, finally, I can, yeah, I, yeah, I know they did start start off pretty tough, and I, I don't think they're doing great in the standings either. But they did just win this weekend, so you know we can at least find common ground there. Well, that's the one time I cheer for the Penguins organization is for the Wheeling Nailers. And I know zero names on the Wheeling Nailers right now. Oh, wait, is uh, Maniscalco playing, the defenseman? 
I believe so. I was actually just about to say I don't really know names either anymore. I don't know. Um, Other than it's minor league hockey, baby. Come on, you don't. Need I, I haven't really known names since the '16 Cup run. Yeah, since then, it, it's kind of like I go to a game and I hear them announce someone. I'm like, oh yeah, that's familiar, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. No, I know none of the names on that roster this year, other than Josh Maniscalco, but that's just because he's a fall from grace. I think he could have been one of the top prospects up here, but don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah those guys are easy to remember. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you'll have to come down, man, this season for a for a Nailers game. Uh, you can crash at one of our places or something, and uh, I will be attending at least one if not both of the uh caps pins games so we're gonna have to link up and maybe Polly can get grab some tickets or something to figure out Polly can go to the avalanche game yeah well yeah, i yeah. i've um i've experienced both up there uh i've gone to see the avs a few times and i saw the the march game last year um just about a week before covid shut everything or no it's been two years hasn't it yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I caught the. I think it was March seventh, and I was going to go to the next one two weeks later, but they shut down. Yeah, Wednesday going into the weekend. But I don't know. It, I've been scarred. I think I got. So I was there when Patrick Hornquist scored the fastest hat trick in Penguins history. Yep. That one was brutal. Um, and Crosby scored an overtime winner once. So that one scarred me a little bit too. So. Uh, I might stay away from the Avalanche games because they just always seem to lose in Pittsburgh. So, caps for sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll try and figure something out for sure. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, look, man. Thanks for making a really, really good sport at us. No problem. You up on this. Uh, you know we love you. And, yep. uh, of course, you know, we'll probably be doing more collabs this, uh, this season. I'll have to chirp Berlansky because we do have a standing bet. As, and, and if the Penguins don't make the playoffs, I do think that the Caps still will make the playoffs, even if it isn't a wild card. If the Penguins do not make the playoffs, it's going to make my my bet quite a bit of a landslide victory. I need to after this game, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe I need to actually like get with him and negotiate the actual uh, punishments or and slash rewards for winning this bet. Um, yeah, you haven't said on it yet, have you? No, I had. We haven't. We haven't. And I, I just we in you know Berlansky is a class act. 100% uh, true professional and he's he's waiting for me but he's not he's no dummy either he's he's not like the quintessential Pittsburgh fan neither are you Nick uh, Horwath <laughs> but you know he he uh, he's waiting for me to bury myself and <laughs> last season I did a little bit so I think uh, I think this this time I'm gonna just Still be pigheaded and, and go as hard as possible, but but maybe it'll work out yeah. in my favor. That's what I was gonna say. We we wait long enough. You'll you'll uh, you'll get impatient and you'll throw caution to the wind. <laughs> hey, fortune oh, favors. I, the I got a little story for you, real quick, Harwat. Uh, Troll played some some roller with me last week, mm. and I think it was maybe his first or second shift out there, and he picks up the puck in our zone and just turns and fires it to the boards. And I, <laughs> I just said, here we go. And I ducked. <laughs> and he sent the puck flying into our bench. <laughs> and next time we see each other, he starts laughing. He's like, you knew that was coming, didn't you? I said, absolutely. So, you well, know. So I, I blocked a shot, like, off the knuckle, like, it's oh. before this play happened. I was like, ow. And so, like, I'm gripping the stick, and I'm, like, kind of upset. And so I look at the bench, and I'm like, if this goes into the bench, I don't care. I would like it to go off the boards, but I'm just going to rip this like as hard as possible. And I, as soon as I look up, I see Polly just do one of these, <laughs> like, like starts ducking away, like immediately everybody else on the bench, I'm looking and they're like having like conversations. They're not even looking at the game. So, uh, as in line is. Yeah. Yeah. I fired it about yeah. 10 feet high. It was all good. No, no, yeah. no, no, no damage, no harm, no foul. Right. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of knowing knowing your teammates, though. <laughs> I was ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, um, again, thanks a lot, man. Uh, and I wish I could say good luck, but I I hope the Penguins do not make the playoffs. I hope that it actually gets very much more worse than here. I hope you lose like 
the next few games against these really terrible teams. And then they do something crazy, like, I don't know, trade Crosby. That would be (laughs) hilarious. I would love that. Oh, before we go, though, I do one last thing. Did you, and I know you weren't watching the broadcast, and you'll have to probably check out the replay, but I just wanted to tell you scumbag move on Martin Ferriari with Crosby. He may be looking at a suspension there. Or I did fine. see that hit. I did. I caught that clip on Twitter. It was uh, a totally clean play by Faviari. Um, and Crosby really just out of frustration. You know, I could I could relate. I would never do such a scumbag thing like that. But uh, you know, Paulie's <laughs> about to. <laughs> Paulie, Paulie's going to sit there in silence for a moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I won't. Uh, you know. I won't expose you here. <laughs> but what I mean, it's worth, the uh, Department of Player Safety has been wilding out this year. I, I, did, I don't know what Evan Rodriguez did for a quote-unquote dangerous trip. I would have to see the replay, but right. I just got a random notification that Evan Rodriguez was fined for a dangerous trip in the Ottawa game. So wow. who knows what's happening? <laughs> right. I think they're trying to drop the hammer because they received so much criticism last year. Right. Now they're about to do too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overcorrecting over, is what they yeah, call it. Overhandling yeah. there. Um, but you know, of course, I would love to see like Crosby hit with like at least a one game suspension. That'd be hilarious. Uh, he does kind of just toss him, and I, you know, Veraviari is fine. He, he's going to be fine, but like that is potentially a dangerous play. Uh, yeah. You know, pen, you know, um, Buchnevich and Panarin weren't super hurt off of the Tom Wilson thing, but. You know, just saying. <laughs> Always comes back to that, doesn't it? St. <laughs> Thomas is our guiding light um, forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Are you going to get that picture you always tweet out, like printed somewhere and hung up? Oh, dude, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. If I do, I will send a copy to you, framed. <laughs> you, <laughs> you and Berlin. Good, my apartment needs wall art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, look. Always, you know, I was like, you know, we're going to do like 45 minutes to an hour. We're probably going to cut this off in an hour. I knew we, we yep. were never just going to talk for 45. So, again, Horwai, man, um, thanks a lot for coming on. Of course, we'll be collabing, I'm sure, uh, in the future. But um, good luck with your pod for the rest of the season. Why don't you tell everybody where to where to get you? Where to find it. Follow me on Twitter, uh, at Nick Horwat 41 and uh, the podcast on Twitter, at IcebergPod. I believe that's all it is. But, hey, Find our podcast same place as you find the Capture Podcast, Spotify, all those fun places, Apple, whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I think that's Not what good. it is now. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, find us there. Find us on Twitter and uh, go Pens, go Steelers. Maybe the Buck, the the friggin' Pirates caught a stray with your with the Capitals tweet for for no reason, and uh, <laughs> and we're just it's it's dark and gloomy in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. It's that time. It's that time of year. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll even, uh, do you know Berlansky's handle? We should, we should shout him out. Uh, cause I know he always does it for you. Oh, it's, yeah, uh, it's at, just at Nick underscore Berlansky. Yeah. Yeah. B-R-L-A-N-S-K-Y. There we go. There we go. Uh, who is, who is the co-host of the tip of the iceberg podcast found on the hockey podcast network. Um, yes. you know, good rivalry here, boys. Um, yeah. wish you the best of luck. And we'll have to get some more content together here soon, okay? For sure. It's the way it goes. We will always do more. Thank you for having me on, and more content is always on the way. Absolutely. All right, Caps fans. Well, until next time, uh, this is our Thursday episode, so we're about to live stream the Monday one here. Uh, We've recorded in reverse, but um, I guess until next week, High Control, Poly Cupcakes, Nick Horwat, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network, 
Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.